Oh, Johnny just almost whipped off his yeah, headset. My, my headset is off now. look what it set me up those kids still play for me and a couple of them have like two or three championships now well that's something that is um something about you that i don't see in everybody that coaches and something that i'm hoping that i'm kind of trying to remind you of as flagler united gets started is um there's an evolution right you have these eight-year-olds mm. that might not have won that game but a couple of years later they're 10 or they're 12 mm -hmm. and they've evolved and they're winning the game. Like I want Flagler United to have a huge turnout next week, but it's new. Yeah. So it's not going to look to, you know, this week, like it's going to look two years from now nah, or five we, years from now. Yeah. We won't be as polished. Um, so, but I'm like, you know, that's why I'm not a, I need help when it comes to those kind of things. Cause I just do the job. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, think it has to be fancy and that's why I think I recognize good basketball players before other people mm -hmm. because like your daughter is one of them right like now everybody loves them <laughs> but they late yeah because I saw that it wasn't fancy she don't do nothing nothing she does is flashy mm -hmm. but what I tell you right if you watch any video when she goes for a rebound she's going up with two hands for it mm -hmm. she's not just going up and then waiting for the ball she don't wait for the ball to come to her right and when when I when I ask her to get back on defense, she gets back. She backpedals. She takes charges. That's not fancy, <laughs> but that's basketball. My girl can take a charge. Yeah, man. From a boy. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So you know. Yeah, you know some of that stuff though. I and I don't mean this in a in a bad way or like in a used car salesman way, but some of the things are really just marketing or branding. Like it, it, it I so CrossFit. I don't love CrossFit. I think that some of those always pushing to to for PRs, for personal records, for, you know, my, some of their methodology I don't love. I trained similarly to that, but not exactly like that when I trained. But one thing they do really well is build community. So once you're in it, you yeah. believe in it and you love it and you promote it and you wear the shirts and you, you know, post your pictures and you share the videos and all that. And that is something they do extremely well. And that's something that I would like us to continue to work on evolving with, with the league and FU, like your, the package that, you know, you worked on with Samantha to market is just beautiful. And listen, when I boost those posts, it gets a lot of reaction. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm thankful mm -hmm. because for me, like I said, I'm, it's so funny, like, I never wanted to be this guy. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, all I wanted to do was coach. And, you know, my natural personality is to talk to people. I'm a talker. I got that from my dad and my grandfather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, like, I never really wanted to be, like, you know, f you know, Fitz and Fred. Like, you know, you're, like, one of the faces of the league. I never wanted to be that. Mm -hmm. Like, that wasn't, like, I'm not, I'm not going to come in here. Mm -hmm. You know, I never wanted you know, everyone to play for my team and all that kind of stuff. I'm thankful 
like it's it's a humbling thing mm-hmm. um you know that kids they trust me and i think that's to me all this stuff is nice but like the conversations that i have with kids that you know might need me mm-hmm. those are important mm-hmm. and if that's all i ever got from this i would have been super happy right like the trophies mean a lot too cuz you know you don't know <laughs> but like when someone tells me like you know you're like a father figure to me mm-hmm. that's a big deal to me splashed in my eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's a big deal so it is and you never talk to the kids like they're kids you talk to them like you're like you meet them where they are it's i mean i just nice. i talk to them like my dad used to talk to me well my mom used to say that about me when my kids were little and we didn't do baby talk and maybe a little when they were actual babies but you know, even before Joseph had words, he and I communicated a lot. My mom would say we had our own language. She appreciated how I always spoke to them with respect. Yeah, like I, I talk to the kids and, you know, I understand them a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I, you know, I was I was telling uh, someone yesterday, I was like, and I also understand there's some things that I shouldn't know about. You know what I'm saying? Like kids should be kids. Mm-hmm. And coaches should know every move they make, mm-hmm. and I don't want to know. Every, right, and I don't want to know every move <laughs> they make. Yeah, but you're also too watching you um, put together Flagler United. Another thing that is really awesome about working with you and collaborating with you is you don't profess to know it all, or it's not. If there's uh, a weakness in something, you'll get somebody to beef it up. Yeah, because I don't know everything. And you know, we we know others. Yeah, I, like, who aren't quite like that? Who yeah. are threatened to have other talented people step in and help out? I I don't know everything, like you know, and I, or I, spirited people. I re- <laughs> I remember I was talking to uh, when when Eb said, "Oh, Victor's gonna coach with you." I remember I said to him like, "This only works if you are still yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you see something that you don't think I see, you gotta say something." Like, you can't be like, yo, I'm the assistant. No, mm-hmm. no, I don't, I'm not going to treat you that way. Like, if you have a play that you want to put in, then I'm going to step to the side and mm-hmm. have you put it in. Like, I, no, I don't think, you know, it took him a while. He's like that now. Like, he'll go mm-hmm. and do whatever. But I don't, I've never felt like I've known everything. Right. Like, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I feel like I'm an intelligent person, but I don't know anything about marketing. And there's some things that I don't know about. Well, and if you reach a point where you know it all, I mean, where's, there's, where do you evolve from there? How do you grow? Where do you go from there? There's no know? person that knows it all. No. Exactly. And so why are there so many that think they do? <laughs> well, for, for males, I think that's an ego thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like if my dad was here, he'd tell you the smartest person in our house growing up was my mom. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't... I, like, I have an ego. If my wife was here, Ed would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an ego. I just, there's things I don't know. Mm-hmm. And what I don't know, I don't know. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm pretty self-deprecating. Like, I know who I am and what I am. And, and I know what I'm not. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I I, I don't know. I You know, I never, that's, that's how I don't overstep my bounds with people when I work with them. Like, Like, I always tell you, I just show up and talk. Because like, mm-hmm. this <laughs> shit, I, I don't know about the video. I don't know about editing. I don't know about none of that stuff. Like, well, spoiler alert, neither did I. <laughs> I know, but like, you I know. I just acted like I did. <laughs> yeah. Until we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. All right, everybody. We Welcome to season two, episode six. 
of the Strongly Worded Podcast. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are coming at you after a two-week break from the dining room studio. It was so much fun to set it back up today, Johnny. I've missed it. <laughs> yeah. I missed it. I think, you know, the, I hope the listeners missed us too. We'll see. We'll see. I know. I hope so. We've definitely missed you guys. And so uh, we were really on a nice build in our season, our season two, talking about hometowns, about community and people's effect on on their different communities. We have a couple couple other um, episodes lined up for that, and then I think we'll probably talk about pivoting to season three. We've got some great ideas for a, yep. a season three that we're excited about. But today, I thought instead of sort of forcing an interview or forcing a topic, we would do just what we've been doing and riff a little and catch you guys up on everything that's been happening the last two weeks. Oh. We've had some, We've had some stuff. One thing that happened over the last two weeks is my son turned 18. Yes, yes. I cried my way through that entire week. Did you really? I did. It's such a happy, sad thing. And, and and a lot of my tears, truthfully, were about my dad not seeing some of the things mm. that went on that week. And and my mom's more sort of peripheral, per, say that word for me, peripheral. Yeah, that's good. Is that, does that work? Yeah. Her sort of, you know, that look, because she's not driving down here a lot like, right. you know, they were before or whatever. and. And so it was definitely bittersweet. Yeah, he's a good kid. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, he's eighteen, senior, mm-hmm. four months left. Yeah, of school. I said to him, I said uh, on Thursday he turned eighteen on a Friday. So I said on that Thursday, so are you going to wake up tomorrow and like be done with me? Think you're grown, <laughs> know it all. <laughs> He said, "No, I'm never. I'm never going to be done with you, Mom." Oh, and see, then I cried. Right? <laughs> like, come on, all of my emotions come out of my eyes. My happy, my frustration, my sad, my angry. Usually, that manifests itself in tears. But, but that was a big thing, and we, um, we did. We had a party. Yeah. In, in the days of COVID, we did it. I mean, our group has been hanging out pretty solidly for the last year. Yes, we 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 take all the necessary precautions. So. Mm-hmm. Um, not many people in our group have even been close to sick. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've been. I always I was telling people I've been hanging out with the same people for now. Now it's been a year. Yeah, I, I mean we're almost there, right? Mm-hmm. I was looking up the dates for the for the tournaments for like the Big Ten tournament starts on March tenth, assuming all goes as planned. Mm-hmm. That's a day that I'd already taken off, requested off at work because. Joseph and I have a favorite show, and the new season drops on March 10th, and we're taking the day off together to watch it. What show? Have I told you this? No. Joseph and I are obsessed with Last Chance You. Oh, people love that show. It's a good show, and for the last few years, it's focused on football. Is it on basketball this year? This year it's on basketball. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, a lot of people like that show. I've never That's watched good. it. A lot of people like oh, it. Oh, the first couple seasons were great. and, and uh, So you're going to stay home and binge. So we're going to stay home and binge between you know episodes of that show and watching some of the Big Ten tournament. We're gonna I, binge. U- I usually take um, the first two days of March Madness off, mm-hmm. but I have not requested it yet. Yeah. I, I think I will. But I, I think I'll have to take half days because I've been using my days. Yeah. <laughs> Can't use them all up. we got a vacation to go on. Yes, yeah, I'm excited about. Ooh, I'm excited about that. That's another thing that is happening with us right now. We're figuring out our vacation. We have planned a cruise. Yes, we were. 
you know, every year I do a family and friends cruise. It's really all family because the friends that come are usually people My that family. are family. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if it's friends of other family members, mm-hmm. those people are like family to them and they become family to us. Right. But um, we had a plan last year. COVID pushed it back. And then this year, you know, I love cruising and looking up what we're going to do now that we're not cruising reminded me why I love cruising mm-hmm. so much is because you pay a flat fee right. and you get everything, everything, everything about the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but this year, you know, they kept, they kept pushing cruises back, pushing them back, pushing them back. Then they had some, you know, COVID stuff and, and some of the stuff like, you know, you can go to a basketball game with a mask on. Um, you can't really be on a cruise ship and not line dance or, you know, be restricted to how many people can come to a show and where you have to sit. So you might not be able to sit with your family because right. you got to sit every other chair and, and you know, you got to take the COVID test and you got to get one during the cruise and you got, and I just didn't know, you know, when I tell people, oh, come on a cruise with us, there's a certain experience that I'm telling them they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't think we were going to get that. Right. Not to mention the rule that I'm sure all cruise companies are very happy about is that now you you cannot go out on the island without a cruise company approved excursion, which are always two to three hundred percent more mm-hmm. than if you just walked out the gate, got a cab, and say, "Hey, can you take me on a tour? Take me to the beach for an hour and take me home." Mm-hmm. So now not only are you paying for that, and now you got to have an extra. For me, well, I'm certain they just have to make their money back somehow. You know, these I get it, but you well, you ain't gonna make your money right. off, off me. Like, <laughs> right. I'm a I'm a platinum cruiser. You don't. Yeah. You already. I mean, made, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm just saying it doesn't no, surprise me. I, no, I understand it. Yeah. Like, like I'm not mad at them. Mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna pay you thirty something hundred and then have another fifteen hundred because I got a family of three. Right. You got you gonna have a family of five on this thing. Mm-hmm. Can you afford to pay ninety dollars a person just to go to the beach? Right. No. That's too much. So we canceled the cruise. Well, I canceled mine and told everybody, you know, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they always could go without me, you know. And so we decided we were going to try to plan something else. And I, I think we found something. So we'll see. Yeah. If we'll everyone see. It was funny talking about it at work because my coworker, um, they've taken some really cool vacations. So he had some great suggestions. Yeah. And one of those suggestions he said was, was Bimini. Yeah. Um, cause they had great deals on Airbnbs and then you don't have to worry about, mm-hmm. you know, like we can, our bubble can travel, right? you know, and even if we got more than one or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but you know, another cool thing he did that he suggested, though I know that it might not work for us when I say it, you'll know why, but it's cool. They, I can't remember where he said he was, Isla Mirada in the Keys. Oh, yeah. And they stayed on a houseboat. Ooh. Yeah, and and they, I think they're boat people. So they, I mean, they were out so, and about in it. And my wife is not a boat person. Yeah. Okay? But I said, oh, Sue suggested so and so. Oh, let me see it. Oh, I'll do that. <laughs> so you know, but um, yeah, like. But this could be a period of time or something like that. Is you know could be better because even you know some of the other things we're thinking about. I I don't know what those restrictions are going to be like. Nah, I gotta. So listen, after we finish taping, before I leave. We'll watch, me, you, and Joe will watch this video. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. We'll watch a video, awesome. um, I, and I think y'all, you, you guys will be okay mm-hmm. once, you, once you see it. Oh, I'm, I, like, I have no doubt. I'm going wherever. <laughs> I think that place sounds fantastic. Yeah, but, yeah. I, yeah, but I, the only, 
like, I don't know when I got to be like this, but I always do crazy research before I go somewhere. I love having somebody in the group that does that because I just want to show up and and like, lay in the sun. I just want to show up and be there. And I, and what I try to do because my family's even my immediate family's super diverse. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Eb, Eb sometimes just wants to lay down and chill, and hold. She won't. You know, she'll take a day when we cruise and just stay in the room. Mm-hmm. And she'll order room service. Johnny, I'm not going nowhere That's with you. That's glorious. Yo, get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just want to be by myself. I'm with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> you I and get Anthony, it. You know, and sometimes Anthony will stay with her. Other times he won't. But so, and Anthony has his own idea of fun. And mm-hmm. I do too. We all do, right? Right. And so like, that's why I do so much research because we want to go somewhere that I can have fun. Mm-hmm. She can have fun. He can mm-hmm. have fun. You know what I mean? So yeah, and I think this place is cool. So, but we're so not we'll giving we're not giving them free advertising. I know we'll report back though if we decide. But it's been interesting conversing with some of my friends about it because of COVID. And oh, some people are like, "Good for you," and some people are like, "Why are you trying to plan a vacation during COVID? You're part of the problem." <laughs> no. So listen, you know, a lot of the video I I, I got um. They're, you know, they, these people are not blood related, but they're family. So my cousin's sister and her husband, family, just went to the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. which is where they got married, and they took their family, and they had a vacation. Mm-hmm. And listen, these people are taking COVID seriously. I believe it. Yeah. Okay. The airports, the mm-hmm. airlines, they're requiring you to get a COVID test before you fly now. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to one of these islands, they're requiring you to take a test before you come home. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm willing to do all of it 100%. Right. This is not what I try to tell people all the time is like, this is not when it first hit, which we didn't, we didn't know what to do, you know, where to get it, even get a test and all that kind of stuff. It's different now. Surely you are taking a chance when you go somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, but we're taking, I take a chance when I coach basketball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I have said several times and, and granted, it is a privilege to be able to take a, a vacation like this at a resort or a mm-hmm. cruise or whatever. So I'm not trying to take away from that. But also what is privilege are people who can just stay home. And I've said this a few times over the last year. People say, just stay home. Well, you know what? I had to go to work. Joe had to go to work. We didn't get a day off. Mm-hmm. I got some days working from home for and sure. But but Joe, you yeah. know, he was still managing Walmart at the time. Joe was in the... He was in the... He was in it. He was in the fire. And when we're talking about the families of some of these kids in the basketball program, there's no just stay home. Like, I mean, who they live with, they had to go out and work. Like, there was no not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I continue to say that I feel strongly that we gave these kids some instruction on in how to manage the pandemic mm-hmm. because we were managing the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also don't, don't, it's, it's just so rude to me when I read, just stay home guys, because I, I couldn't, I had to, I had to, I had rent to pay. I had work. So listen, like I am a hypochondriac. (laughs) Are you really? Not, not like diagnosed. How, how am I just learning this now? I don't know. Um, listen, if I get a sore throat. For a long period of time, I'm I got throat cancer in my mind. Like I'm like that, okay. And so for me to be able to go coach and still be wanting to go on vacation, mm-hmm. it means that I've done the research. Now we're now a year into this thing, mm-hmm. okay. Um, we have to learn how to manage it mm-hmm. and take the necessary precaution. Yeah. 
and that's what I we you know that's what we've been that's doing. Really Whether it's basketball or your life, like I don't go anywhere without my mask. Mask mm-hmm. is my mask is in the car right now. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. You know, people. You know, people are gonna. You know, they're gonna say what they're gonna say. And listen, COVID has affected people differently. So some people may have family members that have died from COVID, mm-hmm. and that's why they're telling you to stay home. But I got friends that have family members that died from yep. COVID. And they manage it, and they're wanting to go on vacation with me. Yeah. So. So we're going. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're and gonna go. Uh, as soon as car- as soon as Carnival gives you my money back, <laughs> they better be. F- <laughs> they-, they better be quicker than the uh, life insurance company I've been fighting with the last. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Like I was lucky. My dad's company was good. Yeah, this has been tough. It's been really tough. I my mom uh, quickly became frustrated with it, and in my mind, I was like, she's upset. You know, I'm sure it's. It's simply resolved. Mm-hmm. We initially filed the claim on December 15th and See, still have not received the check. That's, that makes no, like, I was lucky. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have reacted if something like that had happened. Because um, It's been tough. <laughs> and it, it takes the, it rips the bandage off the wound every single time. Yeah, what, what sucks about that, um, I, I remember telling Ebony, like, yeah, it's cool, you know, it's no problem taking care of my mom's business, like. I don't care about that. Right. But when you get on the phone with them, oh, what's the date of death? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Spell out his name. Right. What was the cause of death? Like, yep. and, do, and doing it, the same process with the same people, because I'm calling the same people twice a week. They all, I mean, they have to know me. <laughs> you know, trying to stay uh, poised, right? Yeah. And uh, there have been a couple of times where, Bless his heart, Winslow, that we share this office, has heard me try hard not to break down. And because it's just like people, I mean, I realize I'm not talking to anybody that has any impact on this process. You know what I mean? There's no decision maker sitting there answering the phones at yeah. customer service. But I and, mean, and, it, I, and I've said a couple of times, does this seem right to you? Like, does this seem... Does this seem right to you, <laughs> you that I'm like, still calling? You sound like me when I'm on the phone with those dudes. Like, mm-hmm. listen, if you were me, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you had to call all these times. Yeah. What would you be saying? And like to me, when you go through all that, it delays the grief. Yep. It Cause does because you're still handling the business. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so, I, I totally understand that. Like, I'm I'm so glad that's over for for us now. Yeah, but let's talk for a minute though, because you just you experienced the anniversary. Yeah, it was one year on February 7th that my dad passed away. Um, you know, I, I I dealt with it pretty cool. I, like, I, like, I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thankful, you know, you're thankful to have friends because your husband invited me over to watch the Super Bowl the day, mm-hmm. the date of, right? Yeah. And my wife was out of town taking care of some business. And... Um, I'm glad I had somewhere to go mm-hmm. um, rather than be home alone because I don't know because me and my dad would always watch the bowl together mm-hmm. so yeah that was you know it a year later it still seems sometimes unreal yeah and I you would think you, yeah you would think after a year especially like you know I've been dealing with all this stuff and coaching in the same place he coached for so long and you know you don't get over it though Mm-mm. and you know, you know, like I, I had kids, you know, they, they did, you know, Sue and Fitz did a <laughs> Johnny Hampton Senior Day. I, I guess it's going to be an annual thing. I didn't I didn't realize this, but I had kids that day that were sad. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. 
it's you know you don't get over losing a parent Mm-mm. you just don't you just learn to live with it that's it mm-hmm. and so you know those those days leading up to it you know you have distinct memories of where you were what you saw that day like for me you know going over to my mom's house when she called um that early morning saying hey something's wrong with your dad and don't you think about those days when the anniversary comes mm-hmm. and i think i'm always going to think about that like as long as i live I, I'm, 20 years from now i'll think about that day mm-hmm. and so you know for my mom is tough obviously tougher for her it's toughest for her yeah. but she came to johnny Hampton senior she day. did she wanted to go and she stayed for a couple games mm-hmm. my grandmother came yeah um so and it was cool you know we won some games mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was it was i think that um having days like that are important for a few reasons and we've talked a little bit about how people even the most well-meaning of people in our lives um don't live with the loss or the grief the way we do right and um you know so they kind of like their life goes on right and Mm. they've can't believe how they can't believe it's been a year or Mm. they you know they the check-in calls become less frequent um and not you know sometimes it's a thing but sometimes it's just normal i mean it's it's life life Mm -hmm. you know i mean i work with someone who um is experiencing a tremendous grief and we've talked about how he feels like before um i got to this property to this office he felt like the people he was working with before expected him to be back to normal now you know but you're wired differently things are different you know, I work with people that I've been working with or or have known 16 years. And they rarely mention it. Yeah. Now, you know, um, one of my coworkers' dad died way before me. And way before mine, I should say. And I never mention it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really an indictment on them. It's just life. It's just life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, And I think, you know, like for me, right? I say to myself, man, that must have been a tough year for my coworker because mm-hmm. I've experienced it now. Mm-hmm. You know, and before that, I didn't really think of it. You, know, yeah. you just go day to day and, you know, you wonder if she's okay, but you don't want to mention it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone does that. And I give people leeway if they've never lost a parent. Mm-hmm. But the people that I do expect to check in more, and for me, that, that has been done, are people who have lost a parent mm-hmm. and understand what yeah. you're going through. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that was you know that was an interesting week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was an interesting morning. Yeah. Aside from Johnny Hampton Senior Day. Yeah. So yeah, but no, I think that those those outward expressions like that are and those I think it's good because it does give you a minute, everybody a minute, a, a cause for pause and to reflect and. Yeah, he was appreciated, and I don't know if he knew that. Yeah. Um, or maybe he's just like me, or I'm like him. You know, I, I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't even, when he was alive, know you as well as I know you now. Hmm. So I, I really didn't know him. Um, you know, we weren't super close. I, he was Joseph's coach. and But I have a handful of really uh, fond memories. I mean, there was that day that they had practice at that park by the bridge, um, you know, oh, to, over to the beach. Wadsworth, yeah. And... Um, so I uh, 
left them to practice and went to walk the bridge to get some exercise. Mm -hmm. I left my phone in the car and my keys. Like I just, you know, went for a walk and I came back and nobody was there except for Joseph and your dad because they didn't have enough kids to practice. Mm. And I didn't have my phone. I didn't know to turn around and come back, you know, Mm -hmm. and he stayed with Joseph. Like my 16-year-old kid, man, he's probably 15. Yeah, he was a freshman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know. That was so sweet that he. That's what we do, though. Like, I, you know. There's a player on my team now, and you know when when her uncle or whatever would be late, we would just stay and work on her jump shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what they were doing, actually, quite honestly, because they were working. I mean, but they were the only people on the court. Yeah, because my dad would be like, "Well, since you're here, let's let's, let's do something." Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And Joseph, like shy, quiet Joseph, who yeah, he, he, he would have done that for sure. Yeah, yeah, you know that team had a lot of. Uh, upperclassmen who worked and yep and all that kind of stuff yep. and like you know my dad wasn't the greatest at letting everyone know hey practice tonight mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, yeah i mean you know i wish he was still here uh at the same time like you know i know he hadn't been feeling well mm-hmm. and you know he he prepared me to do some things and I handled it for him, and mm-hmm. we're going to be okay, except that he's not around. Right. But, you know. Yeah, we talked to even, I, I remember one time reaching out to you to ask how your dad was doing because he didn't seem like he was feeling well one night. No. And it was one of the first times you and I had even, I think, had a conversation outside of the gym. I just Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I saw my dad and talked to him. I think I talked to my dad probably almost every day. Mm-hmm. And I knew he wasn't feeling well. I mean, like, there was a picture someone posted the other day. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. And I'm standing with him and the kid we coached. And you could see even in that picture, he was thin. Yeah. And, you know, he was a private person. He didn't like his son telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't, you know, oh, I'm fine. It's just the diabetes. Like, listen, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I, I think... When he passed away, it was shocking that it happened that day, but not shocking that it happened overall yeah. to me. You know what I mean? To other people, probably, but not to me, because I paid attention to him. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I just my heart goes out to our moms. Yeah, <laughs> you know, listen, like people. Yeah, like for my mom, I think they met when they were fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um. They got yeah. married after I was born, 18, and they were married all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her, it's really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person, when she went out on her own, she lived with my dad. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I have become um, fiercely protective of my mom because the um, the people that want to take advantage of her come out, even, yeah. even just... You know, you have to be careful that your credit cards aren't compromised. You have to be careful that your bank account isn't compromised. But there was a home warranty, you know, that was trying to not let her cancel and wanted all these hoops jumped through until my brother and I got on the phone with him and took it like, you know. They will take they will take advantage Mm -hmm. of especially if you're over 60. Mm -hmm. They will want they will try to take advantage of elderly people. It's amazing what goes on in this country. It really is. Yeah. Uh, they always, it's so funny, this country always wants to take advantage either of poor people who have nothing mm-hmm. or the elderly people. Mm-hmm. And the elderly people are supposed to be the people we're supposed to look out after the most. 
It's amazing. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've had a conversation with my mom a time or two about that. Like, listen, don't answer these calls. Don't. <laughs> well, and, you know, my mom is, if she gets a piece of mail, she opens it. You know, I can kind of immediately see what's junk and what's not. Mm-hmm. If she gets an email, she reads it. Um, so it's like, don't, we have to work a little bit on that. You know? Don't read the emails from the Nigerian prince. Looking. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think we've gotten past that. But, you know, some of the other things, like the your McAfee subscription has expired. Oh, you know, yo, I get a Netflix one all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. I get one from PayPal a lot. Oh, I get PayPal. I get the too. one from PayPal a lot. I'm like, there ain't nothing wrong. I, mm-hmm. And I just delete it. I'm like, if someone yeah. wrong my Netflix, it won't be on when I get home. Right. And then I'll make the call. And then I'll handle it. Yeah. So, and it's um, tough the, sometimes to learn the people that you have to protect your mom from. Because some of them mm. aren't strangers on the phone. Yeah. True. I don't have that issue, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But yes. You know, um, I always say that death brings the worst out of families. <laughs> Um, like sometimes, you know, families will fight over estates, they'll fight over money, they'll mm-hmm. fight over all kinds of stuff. And it's just like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not particularly close with any of my brothers, but my oldest brother and I um, get along. We come together really well in a crisis. And um, through this, just even this last couple years, I mean, really since my other brother went to prison, he and I have come together on a lot, and I consider him a friend. Now, you know, it's a new kind of relationship, but um, I'm thankful that we're not duking anything out. We're not yeah, battling so you anything out. That's good. Yeah, we are lucky. We've had other things that we've had to fight over or about or whatever, but that happens, this has, though. yeah, this has been, you know, he and I are pretty good at passing the ball back and forth and yeah. and handling it. You so. got you get a lot of siblings, like I said. I think I've said this on a previous podcast, and you get a lot of different viewpoints. Yeah, you get a lot of different dynamics. Right, and that's, uh-huh, you know, some, some of that is normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, you know, that was a big a big thing that we were living through mm-hmm. during our couple of weeks off. Yeah. Um, I, I was a guest on another podcast. I cheated on us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited for it to come out, and I hope... Um, I, I'm sure that I spoke for both of us when I invited them yeah. to come on our show. I, it was a conversation I wasn't ready to be done with yet, so I would like to have it, host, you know, to continue it here. But I, um, I spent a and I have I'm, I'm getting to a story that I think you'll laugh at. But for backstory, I went to the theater school at DePaul University for two years. Um, I started my third year in in my first trimester quarter, whatever it was. There were three, so is that a trimester? Yes. Um, I took a leave of absence, and then I didn't go back. But uh, over the years, have stayed in contact with a lot of other people that went to that theater school. And lo and behold, one day I saw on Facebook somebody post an episode of a new podcast called I Survive Theater School. And you will, too. And um, created by two girls that went to this particular theater school. Their goal is to talk to people in a lot of different theater schools and eventually a lot of different types of intense program intensive study programs Mm. like that but it has been like a college reunion for the last (laughs) six weeks i've been listening to this podcast that's awesome it's been a lot of fun and i was the first guest that they had on that we didn't know each other they were a couple years behind me i think but i didn't tend to know people who were younger than me i tended to know people who were older than me Mm. so we i think our paths crossed a little bit but i was already on my way out Mm -hmm. um 
And so when they were doing their research, because, you know, we didn't know each other, they listened to some of the Strongly Worded podcast. Nice. Nice. And they started with season one, episode one. Good. And they referenced the joke that I made when we were talking. I can't remember what what the joke was, but I said, oh, now the listeners are trying to figure out which one of us is the Trumper. (laughs) (laughs) She said, so we had to listen and figure it out. She said, but I think the joke is neither one. I said, yeah, spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Neither one of us is the trouble. But it was fun. So I hope uh, if if any of you have any interest, uh, any background at all in theater or the arts and think it would be fun to listen to a podcast about surviving the craziness that is a theater school, a theater conservatory study program, it is called I Survived the Theater School and You Will Too. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'll let you guys know when I'm on. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's going to be I, – I, I said a couple of things, of course. You know how you have a conversation, and then you come back, and you're like, oh, why did I say that? Or why did I say it like that? <laughs> there are a couple of things that I'm not sure I'm ready to be out there, but they're out there. I don't think I'll have them edit anything out. <laughs> but I did. I, I made a couple statements. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Strongly worded statements. <laughs> so when I left the theater school and went to Michigan, I studied psychology mm. in Michigan. And um, one of my first classes... It was called abnormal psychology, and I like I, I don't know if they call it that anymore, but um, I so we would talk about whatever topic for a couple of days mm-hmm. in our sections, and mm-hmm. then all of the sections together would meet in the lecture hall on Fridays to watch a movie about that particular affliction. We watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, oh, we, boy. you know, different mm-hmm. things, and. Um, so what, I can't remember what we were talking about, but that Friday, all 250 of us in the lecture hall to watch a movie, and it was a movie called Spanking the Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and mm. one of the actors I knew from the theater school. Mm. So I'm in this 250 people going, I know that guy. Nobody, nobody cared. But <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the stories that I tell on the podcast. It'll be great. I hope you guys will listen, and I hope that they'll come and talk with us. So we're going to get a review of Spanking the <laughs> Monkey. <laughs> What in the world? I know. It was a long... I, I, it, I mean, no. I'm not going to review it. It's been a long time. Oh, man. That's, that's hilarious. It was funny. It was funny. Let's see. What else has happened this two weeks? Oh, we, we, had, an, we had another impeachment? Oh, my gosh. How have we talked for... Let me see how... For 45 minutes, and we haven't talked about impeachment number two. Oh, my God. So, listen. And another acquittal. Yeah. I mean, because... Is there really much to talk about? Like... He did it. He got away with it. Again. <laughs> there, there it is. Again. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess there really isn't much to talk about. I have thought a couple of times about uh, what all this would be like if he was still on social media. Oh, I mean, it, it would just be him, you know, declaring his innocence, calling Democrats stupid, doing whatever the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. So glad he's gone. I'm also... Uh, I shouldn't say it like this because I try to be a good human, but uh, Rush Limbaugh is no longer with us. Hey, listen, I saw a bunch of posts about that. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, I have, I got, there's people I know that listen to him, mm-hmm. so cool. But I will say this, and you know, I'm, I'm not trying to disparage anybody. I'm sad for his family and his friends because you never... Or, you know, he's somebody's dad, somebody's brother. Husband, you know, somebody's, yeah. Okay. However, if you were a loyal listener of that show, 
and you want flags flown in at oh. staff <laughs> or something like that. We're not doing that, by okay? the way. Okay, like if you want all that, you know, I have to question your decision making and, and, and a little bit your character because of some of the things he said on his show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there it is. Like, you know, sorry. Like, not sorry. Yeah, I mean, I just. You know, I'm, you know, I'm sad for his family, but I'm not going to be posting Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> like, the dude was a racist mm-hmm. and a sexist. He was xenophobic. Mm-hmm. He, this is him. Yeah. Like, that's part of his legacy. Um, but I'm sure, as a family member, he was great. I'm sure he was a loving husband, dad, all that kind of stuff. So that's why I say I'm sorry for his family. I ain't sorry for his fans. No. No. Just not. That's a good way to put it. Right. I'm right. like, I'm sorry the man died because I know how that, you know, I know how that affects family. I'm not sorry that you supported a man who, whether, who knows, like, we'll never know if he was like that in his real life, will we? Mm-hmm. We won't know. But he did what made him money. Mm-hmm. And part of that was pushing racism, birtherism, all this kind of stuff. And if you supported that for many years, you got to take a, like I always say this, you got to take a look in the mirror and see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So. If you can justify the things that he said by, you know, oh, they're taken out of context or oh, this or that, you have to jump through too many hoops to sit at my table. Yeah, that, and that's the funny thing about it. Like, there's always hoops for some people, but for other people, no hoops at all. Mm-hmm. Like, the same people who think Trump said nothing and should get off and think Rush Limbaugh was a good man are the same people who think Trayvon Martin should have got shot over Skittles. Like, that logic doesn't compute. Like, so a young man can get shot unarmed, but somebody can incite a riot and get off, and someone can be on the radio spouting racist and conspiracy theories, and that's fine. That says something about you if you're that person. Like, I don't got to say it. You saying it about you. So, like, if you support Trump and then you see this guy getting off and, but yet, you know, or you think, but you think this guy Rittenhouse had the right to go out and shoot people, like, like, why is your, you know, your moral test different from different people? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't do that. I'm the same. Like, I do, you know, I treat everyone the same. Yeah. And so, you know, some people don't do that. That's cool, but it says a lot about you. And I'm not going to be chilling with you. <laughs> I mean, that's just a bottom line thing, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be hanging out with you. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you're not going to see Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then um, I've had, I have seriously enjoyed the Ted Cruz memes. Oh, man. I mean, they're funny. Ooh, Can Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a minute. Can Cruz. <laughs> So now that that's on Twitter, man. Oh, I Can't love cool. it. So listen, there's a tweet he has from like two years ago talking about global warming mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And you, your state, people dying from hypothermia. Mm-hmm. And you got on a plane to Cancun with mm-hmm. your family. Yeah. And then he had the nerve to say, oh, I just, you know, my daughter. Like, you was going on vacation to get away from the cold yeah. while your constituents were dying? These are the people that y'all voting for? Like, listen, 
Oh, they'll say, oh, I would have done that too if I could have. Or, yeah, but you're not. He a, was set up to work from there. He had you're not his a, computer. You are not a United States senator. Right. Like you. I mean, Beto's on the phone. You work at Winn-Dixie. Beto's out making <laughs> so, sure people have food to eat. I, Ted Cruz has his, his shirt tucked into his jeans, okay. the belt, and white sneakers standing at the airport. Yo, when it first broke, my best friend tweeted about it. And I didn't even believe it. Yeah. I, I, like, I tweeted him back, like, is this confirmed? Like, mm-hmm. is he really in Cancun? Yeah. Like, and he's making all these excuses. And he wasn't even scheduled to come back until, like, Monday. Right. Come on, man. These are the, right. these are the things that happen here. I these can't. jokes just write themselves, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Can cruise. Can cruise. Yeah. Man. Flagler United is a new kind of travel basketball experience for male and female athletes ages 8 to 18 here in Flagler County and beyond. For kids looking for quality coaching, ethical mentorship, competitive play, and a sense of unity in the community, look no further than Flagler United. To learn more about the program, check out their videos on Facebook and Instagram or visit flaglerunited.org. Tryouts are happening now for our summer season. And if you or your business is looking for a great sponsorship opportunity, Flagler United would love to work with you. Please email Coach Johnny at flaglerunited at gmail.com and he'll give you all the details. Flagler United. Together we play. United we ball. So, um, I guess now, you know, that we're back, we're talking about the podcast again. We're getting focused on um, the next iteration of basketball. Oh, yeah. That's a huge focus for us right now. Yeah, so, you know, during this two weeks, the high school team lost in the uh, district semifinals. And shouldn't have. Tough game. Tough, 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 tough game. A lot of injuries. Um, it was a tough game. Tough, tough game. It was. I Joseph and I are getting to a point now where, you know, I, I've alluded to or told, even maybe even told the story about making the mistake of um, being critical of one of his coaches. Yeah. It's, I mean. And I won't do that again. You know, it's tough because, like, when you, when you sit on it, like, I have initial reactions to things. But then I also understand like what is like I can say I, I may have not done this, but then I I can also understand okay he did this because X Y Z, and I know it because I I worked there, and it it just was a tough game. I mean our our leading post player out with a back injury, and in the first half like, so I am not a blame the refs guy. I try not to be. At least. <laughs> I know one ref who would right. disagree with that. You know. <laughs> I try, I try not to be. But we played a game where in the first half of the game, we had two players go out, two starters, because they got elbowed in the head. Mm-hmm. One of them was damn near concussed, mm-hmm. and the other one had a nosebleed. And on both plays, no that's, foul was called. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. And despite that, 
We had three starters out. We were only down five and a half. Yep. And they fought to the end, and it was it was um it was sad. It's hard to take a look at that game and say if we were healthy, there's no way we would have lost. We would have beat them again. Yeah, we would have uh, beat them. There's again. no question. And I will simply say this: I'm not going to sit and be critical now, though. I think there is a point where you are allowed to be to voice your opinion about leadership that is not moving in the direction you think it should. Mm. Maybe today on this podcast is not that time. <laughs> That was a tough game, though. It was. It was. And it's you said it's the second year that the people, the team oh, that beat us that, 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 won it all. My, oh, Johnny just almost whipped off his yeah, headset. My, my headset is off now. Like it's, <laughs> like, it's the second year in a row the team that beat us won the district. Yeah. And that is, dang. Like, you know, you, you look and you say, well, maybe, you know, maybe we wouldn't have won. The, you know, you, you try. <laughs> yeah. You try to rationalize it. Maybe we wouldn't have won the next game, and then you see that team beat the next team, and like mm-hmm. we would have, we would have won it. I know we would have won it. We would have. So won that it. you know, it, it's tough. It's something, and it's for so many of these kids. I mean, they're graduating. You know, we had a lot of seniors on this team. Yeah, we, it was a, a lot of seniors. A, and, a huge thing, and the thing about that last game was the kids coming out of the locker room one by one. Yeah, and they were very, you know, it meant something. Right, it meant something to them, and. The support of all the parents meant mm-hmm. something to them. Yeah. And um, you know, you know, I can't talk about locker room stuff, but right. it was a it was you know, it was a melancholy locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm um, sure. because we we expected great things. And we saw a lot of great things. Right, you know, and I for we one really ex- I expected I expected this team to win the district. Mm-hmm. You and, said it last summer. Right. So like I was uh we all were disappointed. I mm-hmm. I <laughs> I mean, I, te- I texted um, some of the coaches the next day, and then they were still like, "Yeah, you know, it's hard. It's it's hard to get over a loss when you know or when you think that you should have won the game. Mm-hmm. That's that's those are tough, tough losses. And I can't tell you how badly I wanted that for my kid in his senior year of a of a high school basketball career that, for in a lot of different ways, was not what we hoped for anticipated and i mean we're basically if we win that game we're in the state playoffs because they mm-hmm. changed it to way back in the day it used to be i'm not back in the day two years ago three years ago <laughs> it used to be if you finished first in your district you hosted a playoff game and you finished second you went on the road mm-hmm. and we win that we win that game and we at the very least we make the state playoffs yeah and it's like to be something. so close like it's not like they blew us out and there is just nothing Really, I mean, I, watching him play sports has brought so much joy. I mean, I have just to have stood there that day, and when he put his arms around me and he cried into my, you know, blah, 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 all of that emotion. But it was just like this turning of a huge page. Like we don't know what comes next and whatever, but yeah, it was well, gotta, it was awesome. And well, you about to load up and do that again in a couple of years. So. I am. I know. I know. Yeah, let, but, you know, even Gio, I mean, I never – so He used well, to come to every game. And But, like, with the Carver League, you know, Gio just wanted to practice, uh-huh. and he ended up getting to have an experience where, like you said before, he heard his name. Like, we got to announce his name. Yeah. He got to come out. He got a medal, right? He, You know, he was on a championship team. That's right. And that is a super special, meaningful experience. Listen, I always say – um, for kids, you know, like Jill's not gonna play basketball. Yeah. 
You know, he's not going to college to play ball. No. And I coach, you know, the majority, 99.9% of the kids I coach mm-hmm. will not go on anywhere after that rec league. To when play they're ball. talking about their basketball heyday, it will be Carver. And, right. And, and I love that. And when they get to say that at least at one time in their life mm-hmm. that they were a champion, yeah, that means something That's to huge. a lot of these kids. And, you know, and that, I'm very grateful that I get to be a part of that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big big deal, and that's why you know I don't get so happy because I'm winning again. Like, Not again, <laughs> okay. Like, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean it to, to sound. I, I don't get so excited because I'm winning again. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. Oh yeah, I, I, I meant it like I, that. I get enough jokes from my peers, yeah. especially two of them, uh-huh. that are in a. We got a private group chat. They they give me enough stuff for that. But like for somebody like I, there was there's a kid on my team, and he was posting something on Instagram. He never. I don't know if he ever tried out for FPC until he was a senior, but by then it was too late. I don't know if he had the confidence, but he posted something on Instagram. You know, they do this thing, and the kids, you know, ask me a question. I love it, too. Love it. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, sometimes people do not respond. They look, but they don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, Sue's looking around because she's one of them. I don't know how to do it. You just ask a question. Like, anyway, how do you do Like, do you, you type you into click the bo- it and you do, Yeah, you type into you the box. And you just type into and it. And then I get the question, and I answer it. I think that would be fun to do. It's awesome. Okay. I love it. I'm but in I, it. So this, this particular kid posted and i asked him how does it feel to be a champion and he wrote this long meaningful message about how he never got anything like that in basketball mm-hmm. like and it just seeing it you know makes him want to do even better and i mean and that's something and that kid gets to be a champion and i tell you what i just to have a little be one little cog in the wheel one little piece of the puzzle to help bring that experience to these kids is just like I, the biggest privilege of my life right i now. tell the kids all the time and the parents it is a privilege and an honor to coach there mm-hmm. and i like i'm not just saying that like i don't you know i don't make money off the league or anything like mm-hmm. it really is a privilege and an honor to coach young people to see them get better as basketball players and people to forge those kind of relationships some mentorships all those kind of things are super duper important and i'm you know, like i'm so honored to be you know like i said i'm a cog in the wheel too mm-hmm. so you know some people I mean, it's it's all about them yeah it's man them. and it you know it's it's not about it's not about us it never is mm-hmm. so all right ladies and gentlemen it's been our our two weeks johnny and i could probably sit here and talk about basketball <laughs> for another two and a half hours and i don't know that everybody else thinks that we're as interesting <laughs> as we do when we're talking about <laughs> about Flagler County basketball. But uh, so we are excited to come uh, come back to you on our regular schedule again. Um, and we're going to wrap up season two. It has been a thrill to host some of these guests oh, and man. present these interviews. I think uh, I have used to say, um, if I ever had a talk show, I would want to interview regular people and not celebrities. Mm-hmm. And because I think you know, everybody's interesting. Everybody's got an interesting story to tell. And I think that season two has just, it's been, I think we've had some really wonderful, interesting stories to Uh, present. Uh, You know, I suggest if, if, you know, hopefully, you know, if you're a first time listener that you go back and, uh-huh. And uh, listen to some of some of the interviews. It's really powerful stuff. It really is. It really and, is. And we have a couple more uh, yeah. lined up, mm-hmm. and they're going to be 
fantastic. Yeah. And then when when we look ahead to season three, I'm I'm already excited about season three. So I hope yeah. you all all will continue to to be on the ride with us. Um, if you can, uh, wherever you listen, if there's an opportunity to leave a rating or review, we would truly appreciate it. I know on iTunes, every every comment and five star review helps us get seen. The more we have, the better chance we are to come up in somebody's search. We would like more people to join 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 us, join the ride. We had, uh, and here's one quick thing to follow up that we had happen. Um, I shared a post on Facebook that ended up getting shared <laughs> yeah. almost 4,000 times. Yeah, that's insane. It was insane. And so we had a lot of people. I went back when I saw the numbers going up and up and up and edited the post to invite <laughs> people to the Strongly Worded Podcast group. And gosh darn it, some of you clicked that link and joined the group. Yes. So welcome. Um, I'm happy to have you all here. Please keep sharing. And if you like what you hear. Yes. Listen to the podcast, too. Just don't join the group. <laughs> right. Well, of course. Listen to the podcast. Leave us a review. Uh, of course, if you don't like it, just send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> that joke never gets old to me. Um, you can find us on Facebook at the Strongly Worded Pod group, on Instagram at the Strongly Worded Pod. We have a TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. We have a TikTok. I still don't know how to do it. Yeah, we, but we're we, getting there. We need to. We, I, a, we need to hire my daughter. Plain and simple. We got a person that does it. <laughs> uh, our podcasts are also posted on YouTube now, so you can oh, find right. us uh, and listen to us on YouTube, or iTunes, or Stitcher, or Spotify, or Audible, everywhere. wherever you get them. We're everywhere. That's right. All right. So, any last words, Johnny Hampton? No, I'm glad to be back. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. As you can hear, my voice is a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't coached the game yeah, in a couple of weeks. No coach's voice today. Yeah, so we're celebrating your wife tonight. We are yes, redo on her birthday. My lovely wife, yeah. who had to go out of town and take care of some business on a day we got together for her birthday. She wasn't even here, so she'll mm-hmm. be here tonight. Yep. Yeah, she's the apple of my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's my spirited friend. (laughs) She's definitely spirited. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Strongly worded. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art 